0: Today, on Commitment to Truth.
1: In other words, have you ever been to that place that God does that thing for you, and then you forget? And one of the ways that you can tell is that when one forgets is this, that you stop doing and behaving in a way that you did and behave prior to God moving.
0: Welcome to Commitment to Truth the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we continue a series titled, Please Move God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. Today, you may wonder why God is not noticeably moving in your life. But is He really not moving? Could it be that He desires to move in a more amazing way, but we are not entirely ready for this move of God? Isaiah 65:24 suggests how God desires to move. It reads, It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will listen. Are you willing to get ready for however God desires to move in us, through us, and around us? Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message.
1: It's not about performance. So that's why you look at verse 5 real quickly. It says, it is not for your righteousness righteousness, or for the uprightness of your heart. The Two important words here. Righteousness, right actions, right attitude, as expected from both God and people when they judge. So think about that. So no matter if I have the right attitude... And I do the right actions that still will not be good enough for the goodness of God. Uprightness, evenness. Think about that. I'm sure in this room today, there's, there's probably more, there's some even people and there's some uneven people. You know, steady people that don't, they're not moved by much. Understand what happens with us. Typically... The ones who are even kill looks at the people who aren't and says, something's wrong with you. And then those who aren't as even kill looks back at the ones who are even kill and say, oh, you just think you're better than me. You, you don't you're not sin. you don't have sin. Right. So when you look at all of the way we will act and we we'll respond to all this, it makes total sense why God says, nah, I can't judge it on that. can't judge it on that because you'll walk around judging each other. Well, see, the reason why, you know, you know, you're having all those problems in your life is because you're not even, you're not good with God. And I'm sure you've heard some of that conversation before in the church. Well, the reason why, you know, they were in a car accident is because he, he must have some sin in his life. Huh? No, we're just in a fallen world. How do you know? How are you going to judge that person's heart? You don't even know what's going on in a person's heart. Only God knows that person's heart. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, oh, you know, that can't, that's the third death in their family. Oh, you know, there must be something going on. <gasps> you know, and we well, you know, something must be wrong, and that's why this ain't happening. And then on the flip side, oh, the reason why this is happening is because I'm checking all these boxes. So God is like, nope, nope, nope. And that's why he says he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. That he will bless that sinner who hates him, who despises him, and who loves the world. And you wonder why they're succeeding. And I can't even answer the question. Well, the only way I can answer the question is some way, somehow, even that sinner is going to bring glory to the living God that we don't even know how. So, yeah. Evenness, to stay on the straight path, one's moral compass, ethics, our code of conduct that it's not based on any of that. He's saying. See, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 through 20 says this. You know, when God says it, he will do it. It said, God is not a man, that he shall lie, nor our son of man, that he would change his mind. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Hasn't he spoken it? Will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless when he has blessed, I cannot revoke it. In other words, when God is doing something, no man can reverse it because it is what God wants to do. We never earn. We'll never perform enough. Lastly, this is what we should never forget, church. If you walk away and only remember this, you remember the right thing. (laughs) You should never forget God's love remains his motive. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave us what we needed before we even deserved it and knew we even needed it. That same salvation message is the same principle that parallels every other move of God in our lives. Love. He loves us enough to say, I can't give it to you. Sorry. I know what it do to you. I know what it do to my reputation. I love you enough that I can't do it now. Because you'll be too full of yourselves. I love you enough that I will do it at the right time, at the right pace. So it does not affect your relationship with me. And again, I believe if any, any parent applies that to their parental skills, you'll get it. Because there's some things you just don't give your child because you know it will destroy them. It's not because you don't love them. It's because why don't you give your children candy every night <laughs> besides the dental bill, Right? Because you know it will have some adverse effect in their their body. You just don't do that. Because you know what is going to happen to them. It's because of love. It's not because they don't like you. It's because of love. Why would a parent, you know, wear holes in their shoes, but make sure that their child doesn't have holes in their shoes? Because of love that they would do whatever in their power to provide for that child. That's just what it's all about with God. It's love. So, so if he's not moving the way you want him to move, it's because of love. When he moves as he desires to move, it's because of love. Now, when he moves like he wants to move, in our lives because of love, we can't then make it anything besides what? Love. Because I believe in that whole waiting period, love is being massaged in our hearts, in minds, in our souls. Because to stay in this game called Christianity, and I use that loosely to stay steadfast, immovable, always but abounding in the good work of, Lord, of, the, of the Lord, it has to be because of love. How much you love him and how much you understand he loves you. The motives are pure. The motives are pure. That's how you maintain pure motives in, in, in the Lord is, God, the only reason why I do that I do is because I love you. And your love for me, my love for you, starts to somehow create this compelling love for other people. We we love because he first. Once we get that part together with he and I, then it just starts oozing out uncontrollably to other people. It's my love. Sent his son because he loves you. Not because you earn it, not because you deserve it, not because we're good enough. Salvation to all who will believe. The precious gifts, you know, the magnificent moves of God that he gives beyond that and above that. It's because of love and love alone. Love has a way of stabilizing people, right? Right? Love has a way of causing us to be all bent out of shape. But when you know that you know that you know someone loves you, man, life is good. It's not about what's in your bank account, right? It's not about, you know, what's on the table. It's, I know my family loves me and I love them. We're good.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Hello, my name is Norberto Cologne Jr., and I'm a ministry leader for the worship ministry at Commitment Church, a place for all nations. I would like to personally invite you to come to one of our events this month. For the latest events, you can visit commitmentchurch.org slash events. And if you and your family are looking for a church, we're here on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message.
1: I know my family's not looking for something more from me, but they know my family. I know my family. Do what? Does what? They know I love them. They love me. That's why you look at verse five in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through um, through six uh, specifically. You could put your finger on that, but I'm gonna read. Uh, verses four through six for you. Here, Israel, the Lord is good. The Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. It's repeated also in the New Testament. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. Your heart, you hear that? It's just in that core of you, the seat and center of your affections. So, Let's now skip to chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. It says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his personal possession out of all the people who are on the face of the earth. The Lord did not make you his beloved nor choose you Listen to what it says, please. Because you were greater in number than any other peoples. Since you were the fewest of all the people, but because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers. The Lord brought you out out by mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh of Egypt. The Lord loves you. That's why I do this. You see how that just like whew shucks. All right, whew. I don't have to be good enough. I don't have to perform. Whoo, phew. Right? It should just it should give you peace. Again, no different than your salvation. It should give you peace to know that at the end of the day, I do not have to work to earn my salvation. I do not have to always be thinking righteous to be saved. But at the end of the day, my salvation is because God loved me and sent his son, period, to cover me. And my wickedness and my sin and my idiosyncrasies and my stupid thoughts and my stupid actions, he covers me. Now, reciprocally, what should I do? Well, because you love me so much in any relationship, well, I want to love you back by doing what? I want to please you. That's what love does. Love doesn't say I don't want to come at home at night because I'm this bad boy or I don't want to pray to you God because I'm this wicked person. Love says I miss you and I want to be with you because you want to be with me. That's what he does. word love in verse 5, it means the act of being a friend, a lover of the Lord. Just be his friend and just love him. You don't wake up every day having a thought, well, I'm just going to hurt my friend. He's your friend. You then make the right decisions. And because he's such a good Friend and forgiving friend, when you do stupid stuff, you go to your friend and you say, hey, friend, I'm so sorry, man. I I disappointed you. Please forgive me. Friendship doesn't end. Many times it gets better in failure. The Lord loves you. And he's going to keep this oath that he's promised to all of us. Let me end with Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 15. It says this. Yet the Lord set his affection on your fathers to love them. You hear that? At the very beginning, that was God's motive. Just want to love you. And I know that's so hard for people to wrap their head and hearts around because love on this horizontal plane is all messed up especially love from fathers and parents and family, right? And it's what you're my daddy, I'm your child, family love. Uh, uh, You don't get my family, it's all messed up. But yet he says, no, from the very beginning, my affection on your fathers was to love them. And he chose their descendants after them you over all the peoples as it is this day. And believe it or not, do you realize that through Christ that we're all Abraham descendants? So this is speaking directly to you. That our our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because we're grafted in now. That our forefathers, he said is mine in his heart to love them. And just as he wanted to love them, he wants to love you. So, why wouldn't he move in your life when it's time to move? Or when it's best to move on your behalf? It is said that toy makers. Always watch the divorce rate. You know why? It says when divorce rate go up, toy sales go up. You know why? It's because you have four parents, eight grandparents that are competing for the child's affections by purchasing them toys. Listen, we should never expect God to give us toys to compete for our affection. God, if you do this, I'll just love you more. No. God's not in the business of answering your prayers or giving you gifts to compete with your affection. He doesn't have to do anything else. His greatest affection towards us was sending his son Jesus to die for us. That's his greatest Expression of his affection towards us is sending Jesus to die for us. So there should not be this competition of affection. Church, we should be so affectionately drawn to God through Christ like never before because of Jesus coming to die for us. He's given us Jesus. Therefore, he deserves all of our affection. Give it to him and watch him move. Hello, this is Cedric Brown, your teacher on Commitment to Truth. I would like to personally thank you so much for tuning in week after week to listen here on this station. My prayer is that our time together is encouraging and strengthening you in your personal walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, I'm not going to assume that all of you know this Christ that I speak about week after week. And if you don't, and this is you, my prayer is that you are being inspired to know him personally through commitment to truth. But if you want to invite this Christ into your life right now, would you like to please pray with me? It's just a short prayer. It goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I acknowledge today that I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe that you came to die for me. You were buried for me and you rose again from the grave just for me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my risen savior. And I surrender my life completely to you until I see you face to face. Jesus, would you you please empower me through your Holy Spirit to live the rest of my life for your glory and for the good of others. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. So if you prayed this prayer, or if you need help finding a local Christ-centered and Bible-teaching church, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth.org. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. And lastly today, could you please do two things for me, all of you? Number one, could you spread the word about commitment to truth to your friends, your family, and even your enemies? We all could learn, right? And secondly, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth to let me Know how this ministry is impacting your life. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. I would love to hear from you. May God bless you and your family, and have a great day.
0: Thank you again for listening to our series. Please move God from commitment to truth. The teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series.